Hello, and welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 17. Yeah, happy anniversary. Happy 17th show. Whee! We made Great. it. We did it. Let's, let's get going. I don't have time. It's so hot in here, I ain't got time to mess around. I do want to open with one quick thing. Hot off the newswire today. One of my favorite shows on Netflix, Big Mouth which I've told you to watch, I've told everybody to watch, picked up for not one, not two, but three seasons. Wow, now that's a children's show, right? No! Why it's, do you, it's animated. Anything you think is animated is automatically for kids. I don't like this bias yeah. that you have. Oh. It's for adults. Okay, it's a cartoon for adults. Yes. There's okay. lots of cartoons for adults out sure. there. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I got to do something about this with you. Yeah, it's, no, like SpongeBob and stuff. I get it. You know what? Screw I haven't you. watched it. I know. I know you're not going to watch it because, God forbid, it's animated. No. Hey, listen. I, one of my favorite shows is BoJack Horseman, which is also animated. Kids show, right? It's not exactly. <laughs> All right. All I'll right? check it out. Fine. Yes. God, what do you get a commission from them? I I'm sorry. I just I think Big Mouth is fantastic. All right. A couple of listeners have given me feedback saying not so much, but screw them. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, th- then I got enough feedback from other listeners saying, "Oh my God, you're totally right about Big Mouth." Okay, it's not. F- it's not for everyone, but it's polarizing. It's a, it is. It's 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 filthy, and some people just can't get oh. on board with it. Anyway, three seasons. Obviously, it's popular enough. Okay, so I think I'm in the uh, majority here saying Big Mouth, yay. Okay. Well, we've reviewed that show once already. Yo, yeah. I'm and just you saying. Said binge. I said binge. We're here, moving on. Here we are again. Here we are again. I'm just, you know, saying it's it's in the news. Okay. Three seasons coming. Good for them. Yes. Um, do you have an actual uh, live action human show? I have a live action human show to start out with. Go ahead. It is on Amazon Prime. It is the Romanoffs. Mm-hmm. It's sort of been forgotten. This is Matthew Weiner's brainchild, the guy who created Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Right, he left Mad Men. He's done. This is his next creative endeavor. It's an anthology show, eight episodes. They average about an hour to an hour and a half each. So they're kind of like mini movies. The characters, in one way or another, are descendants of the royal family, the Romanovs from Russia, that were massacred by the Bolsheviks. The undercurrent of every episode has this little theme to it. It's not the focus of every episode. Every episode is completely different. But someone in the show is in some way a descendant of the Romanoffs, or they think they are. Okay. You know, the, the, the episodes are written enough where you can follow one, and you're not like, wait a minute, how's this going to play into the whole Romanoff thing? It does and it doesn't. I like the anthology uh, setup because it doesn't put the writers in a corner like— uh, you don't have a panicked writer's room. How are we going to get to the end of season two? Like Lost or, or some show that just got weird about halfway into it. I like that things are just standalone and that they're good by yeah. themselves. So, yeah. All right. Now, I watched all eight of them. I watched episode three, episode eight, and episode one first. And those are the three that I recommend. If you're like wondering if you want to watch this or not, start with those. And episode one is called The Violet Hour. 
Episode 3 is House of Special Purpose. And Episode 8 is The One That Holds Everything. Okay. I would say binge these three. If you like these, then move on to the remaining five. But if you ain't feeling it, bail. Is it hit or miss? It is hit or miss. Okay. None of them are terrible. It's not like this is a pile, but you got to be patient with these because they're drawn out stories and they take their time. Now, the favorite one was episode three. It has Christina Hendricks in it, which for me, I'm in. So there's a few people from Mad Men in this thing. Yes. John Slattery. Mm-hmm. He's also in. He's the guy with the two, white hair. The white hair. He's hilarious. Yeah. He shows up in two, but you don't really need him. You know, like, oh, what's the connection? He sort of makes a cameo in one while he has like a, a more prominent part in another one. So okay. these things aren't necessary for your enjoyment of watching each episode. It's not, it's not, it's not interwoven like secrets like, oh, what does that mean? It's just... They're just trying to create a little bit of a world here. Right. Okay. I got that. So what's it about? I thought I explained it. Well, everything is different and everything is about these people in their story and somehow they are related to or have something in common with the Romanoffs. I got that part. But That's what's it. the show about? That is the show. That they have a descendant or that they are descendants of a family who was killed a long time ago. What happens in the show? Every story is completely different. Such as? Such as the one that Christina Hendricks, she's an actress. She goes to Europe. She's going to be acting in this movie about the Romanovs. Okay. And that one is like a Twilight Zone episode. You're like, what is going on? And you're like, it's a, it's a mind screw. Oh, you were going to say something else. I was going to say the F word, but I'm trying to keep it clean. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to keep it clean here, folks. (laughs) It's a mind F, but it had such a great payoff that I was like, okay, I would would recommend this. And then I watched episode one, the first one, which was about this French woman who's kind of a racist and a bigot, and Aaron Eckhart is her nephew. He's American, and he's looking out for her, and he hires a... uh, like a nanny, not a nanny, but like a, a, a someone you bring in who's going to help an old person. A caregiver. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing it. Thank you. A caregiver. Sorry. You know, just... she's got the hijab. She's, you know, she's Muslim. Oh, and it's, yeah. And it's like, it's a like full on like, you know, I'm not going to like have yeah, you in yeah, my yeah. apartment and all that. And then it goes from there. So every, everyone is completely different. So I watched a, a couple of these, like one and a half of them. Snooze fest, man. I can see that. Snooze I can. See, this is not everyone's cup fest. of Russian tea. All right. No. And I see where it's you're chamomile. coming from. It's chamomile at best because it puts you to sleep. Okay. Good one, Joe. All right. Good one. Rim shot. <laughs> but I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> it is slow. It can be boring. I can't believe I'm recommending this, but. They're good little stories about real people. I thought they were interesting. There's one that took place, I forget which uh, number it was. It was called Panorama, and it took place in Mexico City that really stuck with me, that I thought was really interesting. That was either 3, 8, or 1, or that was a different one? It was a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that was number 6. Yes. Okay, now serious question. If yes. this show had been animated, would you have binged it? Uh, full force. It would already been picked up for four more seasons okay. if it was animated. This is the longest we've ever talked about. The Romanoffs um, and it, anything. It, yeah, anything really. I know. 
move on. Let's move on here. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the, I just end, I'm just, I'm just going to end with this. I'm going to end with this. We got to okay. I'm going to say binge episodes one, three, and eight. Purge the other five. See how you feel. Okay. Well, like we already know, there's no rules here, so we can binge some and purge the rest. We can do whatever we want. FYI, it was just announced that it will not be returning for a second season. Okay, I've got a show that just came out, like, uh, less than a week ago on Netflix. It's called Another Life. Have you heard of this? I just saw the promo for it yesterday. Okay. Um, It's the first thing that popped up when I turned on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, they're pushing it. Yeah. So this is, uh, for people who don't know uh, much about sci-fi shows like me, it's sort of Star Trek meets The Arrival. It's 10 one-hour episodes on Netflix. Uh, It stars Katie Sackoff, who was in... Sackoff. I don't think so. Sackoff? Sackoff? I think it's Sack... S-A-C-K-H-O-F-F. Sackoff? We're going to look this one up. Ugh, hello, it's Sackoff. Anyway, she was in Battlestar Galactica, so if you're a nerd, you already know who she is. Now, funny story about her, she grew up about 15 miles from where I grew up. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, Wow. Yeah, good story. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big sci-fi guy. I mean, I kind of like the Orville. I think the Orville looks really cool. This... You watch the Orville? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. I watch the Orville, too, because there's nothing else on, but the Orville is... I thought it was going to be a comedy... And it's like, we're just going to be Star Trek. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's a little funnier than Star Trek, but not, not a lot funnier. Not much funnier. Yeah. I thought, I mean, Seth MacFarlane, I thought it was going to be a spoof. The tone is so all over the place because it's like, it, it is very serious. And there's like, like major themes, like humanitarian themes. And then you've got Norm MacDonald voicing over a CGI blob. Right. Thing. And it's like, what? Huh? what? Yeah, I know. It's, it's tonally weird. Yeah, it's one of those shows that when I'm home and there's nothing on, I want something on in the background. I'm like, oh, the Orville, okay. But at no point am I like, oh, I'm recording the Orville or gotta yeah. make sure I don't miss the Orville this week. It just that doesn't happen. But that show is coming back as well. So yeah, enough people like it. I, it's, I, it's it's it's. I find Orville just eh, it's mediocre. I think it's funny that Seth MacFarlane went into Fox and said, hey, I have an idea. It's an hour-long sci-fi space comedy. And they were like, we'll buy it. Right. But then I'm not going to have it be funny. Yeah. It's, it's not funny. It's it's. He's like, I want to do Star Trek. Yeah, it's it's getting more and more. I really like the uh, the girl from uh, Friday Night Lights that's in it. So that's kind of my... Palicki? Mm-hmm. What's her first name? Adriana or Adriana, Adriana Palicki. Adrian Palicki. Adri- Adrian Palicki. Ad- yeah. yeah. Anyway, enough about the Orville. Back to this thing. Another Life on Netflix. Ten one-hour episodes. I've watched... Now, we don't typically review stuff we haven't finished watching, but this just came out, and it's a short week, so we're reviewing this one tonight. I watched the pilot in about half of the second episode. Uh, I'm going to keep watching it. It's good... The cast is hot. It's all like young 20-somethings on this spaceship. So there's there's actually kind of a lot of skin. It's not doing well on Rotten Tomatoes. You want to guess what the top critics are giving it? 40%. I'm pointing down. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't see over this mic. 20%. Are you kidding me? 10%? 7 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, the top critics are telling Netflix to shove this thing up their butts. They're like, this sucks. 
Audience. What are you saying, though? I'm getting there. What okay. do you think the audience says? Oh, the audience must love it. They're like, 89%. Okay. I'm no, pointing I'm, down again. It's pointing down again, everybody. 45. 52. 52. Which is weird because it looks good. I mean, it's literally Star Trek, like the CBS streaming Star Trek meets The Arrival. And it's just, it's fine. It's whatever. I'm one episode in. I like it. I don't like sci-fi stuff. I don't like the new Star Trek. I don't like a lot of that outer space stuff, but I think it's good. I think it's a binge. All right. If it's a binge, it's a binge, but that's after one episode. I want to yeah. I want to hear back later after you've watched a few more. Okay. Mark this down. I want to follow up in a couple of weeks where you're at. Yeah, we will have a follow up because honestly, it, the even the first episode, it was a little over an hour. It felt like a little over an hour. People don't realize that, like, you watch an hour-long TV show, it's like 42 minutes. Yeah. You watch something on Netflix that's an hour, it's an hour, you know? Yeah. Anyway, maybe people do realize that. I guess that's pretty much common knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I think people understand the concept of 60 minutes in an hour and how it works without commercial breaks. Not everyone. But anyway, I give this, uh, so far I give it a binge. Okay. It's definitely worth checking out because it's brand new. Netflix is pushing it. It's cool. If you like sci-fi, then you know who Katie Sackhoff is. And uh, she's... Sackaloff. I, I know. I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing well, with you. Now you're making me doubt myself. I'm doubting myself as I doubt you. Look, I grew up 15 miles away from this lady, okay? All right, okay. All right. So uh, that's it for another life. It's a temporary binge. Okay, cool. I have a documentary I've been chomping at the bit to get to. Okay. It's on Hulu. It's called Becoming Bond. It is about George Lazenby, the man that only played James Bond in one movie. Really? See, I've never heard that name before. I know Roger Moore. I know... Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan. You you don't know George Lazenby at all? No. If I ask you, which Bond movie was he in, you wouldn't know? No. No. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Okay. Wow. See, How I'm, old do you think I am? I don't know, but I mean, here's the thing. I'm not much older than you, and I know my Bond. <laughs> okay. I'm just letting you right now, I am a huge James Bond fan. The good, the bad, everything in between, because Bond's been around for so long. There's been some great stuff and some just absolute crap. This doc covers George Lazenby's life. First of all, he's Australian. He's not even British. And... He's not even an actor. He was a model, and it's a lark that he even played Bond. Mm-hmm. They gave him, after the release of the movie, a contract for seven pictures and a million-dollar signing bonus, and he said, no thanks. He wanted nothing to do with it. He did it once, and he was like, nah, not for me. Why? It never really gets into He doesn't get into exactly why. He just was like, nah. He narrates. He's sitting in a chair. Okay, they got two cameras on him. They got a you know they got a wide and a close up. And he's interesting because he's a strange guy. He's a he's a, he's a weird cat. He's kind of just like a a regular bloke, right? But it's all done with reenactments, and the reenactments are atrocious. This sounds like the room. No, no, no. It's not like the room. It's like the room. So and occasionally it'll be like drunk history where actors are lip-syncing to his narration. But a lot of it is just them acting. And here's the deal. They cover all of his life, 
at 52 minutes, they finally get to James Bond. So you have 52 minutes of George Lazenby just being a goof. Now, was this produced by George Lazenby? Why would somebody make this movie? It was made by a guy named Josh Greenbaum. He wrote it and directed it. And that name sounds familiar. I don't know what else he did. I really couldn't care enough to look it up because this is this is this is a purge. I don't care how much of a James Bond fan you are, how much of a completist. Go read a Wikipedia page about George Lazenby and the making of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Don't waste your time with 135 minutes of this. I tried watching this three times. I had to like stop it because I fell asleep. Come back another (laughs) night. Start it up again. And here's the thing. Like it spends five minutes going over the fact that he was trying to make a move on this woman in a hotel, but he couldn't seal the deal because he got explosive diarrhea. Mm. That's a scene about him having diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't care about any of this. Get to the Bond stuff. And when they finally do get to the Bond stuff, they don't really go as in-depth as you want it. I mean, I wanted to get into it. Basically, it comes down to the fact that, you know, he made the movie. The whole time he's there, he's like sleeping with everybody he can get to on set. Because it's like The Swing in Six. It was made in 1969, and it's just a fuck fest. Mm. Now I'm swearing. It's all right. I'm swearing again, folks. I will say this. There's one really weird scene that I'm like, what are we? He's talking. You didn't already mention the one? This is, there's another one that I got to mention because I was like, interesting. Him and his buddy, he's a model. He's got another roommate who's a male model, right? And they are banging everything. Like, oh, you know, we anything we get our hands on. Mm-hmm. So his buddy's like, you got to go in for this part. And he goes, I don't want to go in for this part. And it's all shot in close-ups of them. So they're looking at each other. And they're having this weird conversation. And it seems kind of awkward. And you're like, what is going on here? So this is the moment, supposedly, when his roommate convinces him to go meet with this agent to go out for the part of Bond. Mm. It's probably like a minute back and forth. And they cut to a wide shot. And they're banging a girl at the same time. Mm. He's doing her from behind while the other, while she's. I got it. I got, got it. it. They're yeah. finger cuffing her. He's doing, uh, Demo's doing some hand motions. Hand, they're, they're finger cuffing this woman. And that goes, I don't know. Should I go out for this part? And the woman, like she, you know, pulls his dick yep. out of her yep. mouth and goes, you know, yeah, do it. And this is supposed to be hilarious. This is complete unwatchable trash. Okay. I'm sorry. It's a purge. I wanted to like this. I love James Bond. I wanted to know the nitty gritty about George Lazenby because everyone knows he's the one and done. He's the Conan O'Brien of James Bonds. Wow. Okay. Harsh. Harsh. So I wanted to see this and I really didn't get that. You get more about the man than you do the situation of what it was becoming James Bond. And you're like, he never really, it wasn't like, oh, I wanted to be Bond and, you know, I was terrible. No, they, they were like, they threw all this money at him. He was like, meh. So if the whole, if this guy's attitude is meh, that's my attitude towards this documentary. Meh. Purge. Purge. Okay. Purge. And you, and you can catch James Laserby in the the one, <laughs> the one uh, Bond movie that he was in, which was called Dr. Brownbottom, I think. What did you say? <laughs> wow. Great joke. All right. Oh, I do want to mention, it does have some, uh, <laughs> I, before I go, before I go, it's got some crazy cameos. Jane Seymour? Jeff Garland and Dana Carvey doing Johnny Carson. 
What do you mean doing Johnny Carson? Lazenby went on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. So for the reenactment, they got Dana Carvey to play Johnny Carson. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. You think, but it doesn't, this, these little things don't add up to enough though. And like Jeff Garland plays um, Harry Saltzman. He's like one of the big producers of the James Bond franchise. And also Jake Johnson. Yeah, from New Girl. From New Girl. He's in it for like one scene. So you're like, what are these people doing in this? Did they not read what this was? It's weird. Because, I mean, they do the finger cuff scene, and five (laughs) seconds later, there's Jane Seymour. I'm sure she was thrilled about that. Like, oh, I'm in the next scene right after the finger cuffs. Yeah. I wish you would say the other F word. It feels less explicit than that, but... Okay, fine. So that's a purge. It's, it's it. a, yeah, I know. I know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Becoming Bond, purge, Hulu, skip it. Okay, so we've got uh, not a lot of great recommendations so far on the show. I do want to show you something real quick. This is my, I have my little notes here. You mm-hmm. see that, that those are soaked through? Yeah. I'm not even touching them. My arm is dripping sweat. Yeah, I am. I am it's so hot. It's insanely hot in here. Well, insanely hot. I'm, I'm soaking wet as well. Okay, I will tell you, uh, then I'll try and get through this one quickly. And it's actually, I'm going to tell you right up front, it's a binge. It's on Netflix. It's called Last Chance You. Now, this is season six. Uh, season six? Yeah. Wrong. This is only season four. I think this is season six because they did East Mississippi University at oh, least twice. Oh, oh, oh. It's, it's like hard knocks. They do it every year. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I'm sorry. I thought this was like a, a scripted show. No, 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 no. Sorry. If you'd let me finish explaining what it You're is. You're too busy talking about your sweat. I'm, I'm so sweaty. I know. Let's move on from the sweat and get to the point here. This is a show about community colleges that have football teams. Now, there's not a lot in uh, the United States of community colleges that have football teams. One of them is Eastern Mississippi University. That's where the first season of this thing took place, and it got a great following. Uh, it's basically hard. I mean, it's exactly what I just said. It's Hard Knocks, the uh, HBO in the locker room football show with community college kids. And these guys are 20, 21 years old. The reason they call it Last Chance University is because these guys have been kicked out of other places. You don't typically go play football at a junior college. So these are guys that got kicked out of Florida State or kicked out of um, Ole Miss or whatever, and they end up here, and it's their last chance. Does this follow them through the whole season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, – I'd have to look. I think it's eight or ten episodes. Good um, research. Good yeah, research. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's eight episodes. And I watched the whole first season. I just started watching the new one. I kind of forgot about it in between. But it's so good, and it's – a great example of like how sports can kind of uh, be a way out of stuff. Cause I mean, a lot of these guys are, uh, you know, they're not going to go work for their dad's investment banking firm. You know, they're like football career or, or that's it, you know? So these guys are really kind of desperate a lot of times and they are they getting an education. That's what matters. Yeah. Actually, that's a big part of the show too, because there's a guidance counselor uh, that they kind of follow as well. And trying to get these guys to get their stuff done, you know, go to practice, whatever. It's it's weird, man. It's it takes you, you know, into the deep south where you have a hard time understanding like some of the like they use different vocabulary. It's just it's weird uh, in a lot of ways for us, uh, you know, Los Angeles 
Um, you, you mean know, civilized people. Yes, yeah, sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's great. It's uh, really, really good. Last Chance You. It's about redemption, and it's about the uh, power of sports to bring people together and to uh, bring out the best. It's just released recently? Yeah. Okay. I, I want to say in the last week or so. Oh, great. Okay. So, so it's good, and it's it's so well done. It looks like a 30 for 30, or like it looks like ESPN made it. I don't think they did. I think Netflix is just doing it on their own, but it's great, man. It's I really recommend it. It will inspire you. It will give you some gratitude and some ambition, and I just can't recommend it enough. I think oh, it's a total God. binge. Thank we had to end God. on a binge. I know. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, this show has been uh, slim pickings. There's still hope for... Uh, streaming platforms, I guess. Yeah. So it's not going away, everybody. Nope. Last chance, you will save it. Yeah. It's it's just watch the intro to it, and you'll you'll just want to go run around the block. Are these hours or half hours? They're an hour. Hour. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but they're very, and it's not like I mean, you can skip around, you can whatever, but uh, it's it's better than than the cheap reality stuff on cable TV. It's really in there. Okay. And it's raw. There's some there's some <laughs> some harsh stuff. Awesome. The way that the coach talks to these players. Did you play sports? Uh, no. You didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to, <laughs> no, that's like, fine. I did not have that go-to sport. I yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. dabbled on bench. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I get it. Did you play sports? No, you're yeah. a pianist. I w- I was. I was also a four-year varsity letterman. In soccer, really? I played goalie. You were a goalie. Yeah. So wow. I took, so I took like the uh, the the furthest. Uh, I mean, I was as far removed from sports as I could be with uh, with still being involved. But I mean, I remember getting yelled at by a coach and having to run that extra lap, and you didn't think you could do it, and then you get yelled at enough, and you do it. And that's like that. That's the whole. That's what the show is. Were you a good goalie? Yeah. No, huh. I think so. No, yeah, good for you. Congratulations. Once again, learning more about you. Because you have to understand, everybody, we don't talk to each other in real life. <laughs> we save it all for the show. I'm like, how's Joe Taylor? I don't know. You know, if you listen to this show, you know as much about Joe Taylor as I do. I'm a very private person. Yes. And me, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Everything <laughs> that's wrong with me and going on. I tell everybody everything. I <laughs> can't shut me up. Yep. Um, all right. What are you looking forward to? Dark. I just started it. There's two seasons. It's on Netflix. I don't want to get into it. I'm going to save it. But that's what I'm going with for next week. Huge recommendations from numerous people on this one. This is the German subtitled thing. The German subtitle thing. Yes, you'd have to read. Also, (laughs) uh, just released this weekend, The Boys on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that looks good. I'm going to check that one out as well. Me so too. those will be, oh, you're going to look in that one as well. We can do a, a yeah. joint review on that. And The Watchmen's coming soon? That's coming in the fall on HBO. Oh, okay. Because what we need are more superhero shows. Yeah, right, because the Watchmen movie was so good. Oh, we God. I, we're going to save that, <laughs> how much that movie sucked. It was, it was unwatchable. That was unwatchable. Huh. Watchmen, unwatchable. Oh yeah, right. The unwatchable. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to because it is summertime and there's a little bit of a renaissance I feel with movies right now. There's a couple things coming out. I know we don't review movie movies, theater movies, but the uh, new Quentin Tarantino movie 
is coming out. I think it's going to be a huge Hollywood blockbuster thing. Not that I love Tarantino, but it's cool that that's that people are still making movies that aren't about comic books. I'm going to see it tomorrow. I'm just excited. I'm going into a movie that I know nothing about. I mean, yeah. I, I know I know the premise, but I mean, it's not like, oh my god, I know this is supposed to happen, or this, and like I'm going to go in open minded and hopefully see something interesting. Yeah, I have to say. Every uh, movie Tarantino does, I do see in the theater. Even though I think he's a blowhard, I do see his stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that a cocaine joke? No, it's just oh. I think he. I think he's just uh, just a pompous douchebag. Could be, but I also think he's a quite interesting filmmaker. And I always see. I guess he doesn't care if I call him a douchebag as long as I pay my seventeen fifty to go see his movie opening weekend, right? Yeah. What are you going to the matinee or something? How do you get seventeen fifty? Seventeen fifty is the cheapest I could get, man. Wow. That's an arc light, and that's the look, AMC now. If you want like any type of like good theater, it's like twenty twenty two dollars. Yeah. Insane. It's, it's too Movies much. are insane right now. It's too much, so there's got to be something good. Otherwise, there's no reason to go see a lot of stuff. Exactly. Um, but there's one other thing I'm excited about. Okay. Now, I had a lot of grief in my heart when I heard that this movie was going to be made. Mm-hmm. This is Top Gun 2. Maverick. Mm-hmm. I'm there, man. I'm I, there. I thought they were going to screw it up. I thought they were going to ruin the franchise. Now, we're only going off of a trailer. We don't know. But here's the thing. Tom Cruise... He pseudo directs everything he's in. It's like it's, it's, he is, you know, he's like the the movie mogul. Anything that has his name on it, he has massive control over. I can't imagine for his bread and butter, you know, the what you put on his gravestone, Top Gun. I can't imagine that he's going to put out a sequel he doesn't believe in. Well, I think you t- you nailed it because uh, he doesn't need the money at this point. A lot of people are going into this, like me, expecting it to not be good. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a good sequel to an action movie since Sister Act 2. I always say that. It's true. Now, the chase scenes in Sister Act 2 are second to back none. Back in the Habit, it was called. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I think they probably hit this one out of the park, man. I saw the trailer. It looks amazing. I'm so pleasantly surprised that... That, uh, you know, he's he's maybe the last movie star, man. We're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You still have Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. But, you know, so there's still there are still some movie stars. But but let's face it, longevity. Tom Cruise has been around since we were, you know, my God, I was in grade school. Yeah. I mean, Risky Business came out in, what, 1983? And he's still like, you know, he got himself back in it. He's had some lean years, but he got himself back in it with the Mission Impossible movies. And now he's like, you know, here we go. The one you've all been waiting for, the Top Gun sequel. It's only been 34 years, but here it is. And it looks like, you know, they found new exciting ways to, you know, show him flying around in his fighter. But it's not CGI. It's real stuff. And yeah. I thank God. I thank God. That's what people want. People want like in-camera stuff. Yeah. I have a theory without going too crazy here, but some people go, I can't believe the, the CGI, you know, some people don't, believe, doesn't feel, they can't, um, they can't relate to it emotionally. And yeah. I'm like, because it's not real. And you can say well, yeah. uh, that model's not real, that they, you know, back in the day they would use a model or something, but the model exists. It is a real thing and it is filmed in front of a camera. You can relate to things that exist in the real world. CGI does not exist. 
It's completely computer-generated bullshit. Yeah. And I don't think the eye and the human brain can relate to something that isn't real on an emotional level. That's why these CGI fests, they're, they're a whole lot of show, but not a lot of substance. That's just my theory. It's not 100% of the time. That's a very thoughtful dissertation, and I, I couldn't agree more. You know? Yeah, I, 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 I hate just, I just Yeah, I just think you, know, you need something real, and people can relate to something that's real. It also makes for sloppy writing, I think, because when you know that, like uh, the Avengers, for example, you got Ro- uh, Robert Downey Jr. punching Mark Ruffalo in the face as the Hulk, and ow, ow, ow. And then the next thing you know, the Incredible Hulk's pulling the Empire State Building out of the ground and using it as a wiffle bat. It's like, what? can we at least agree on some rules if we're just going to fantasize everything? Right. You know, I happen to like the Avengers and the Marvel movies for the most part. Yeah. But I, you know, let's not go there. No, we can't. That's the whole. We're a streaming show. Yeah. Okay. We review shows that are streaming on the streamers. Yeah. Let's talk some more about the Romanoffs. Oh God. Sorry. No. I know the Romanoffs <laughs> is not my strongest moment. I'm sorry. Other, I apologize. Other than Maisel and, um, uh, I mean, other than Maisel, oh, Goliath, I think, won a Golden Globe or something. Billy Bob Thornton won for Best Actor in a TV Drama. Amazon's not really doing real well with their original shows, are they? Uh, the Jack Ryan show is pretty popular. Popular, yeah, but yeah. it's not going to win anything. No. Uh, no. And it was weird seeing the guy from The Office as like, you know, I don't know, whatever. I liked it, though. I didn't watch it. I should. Oh, though. really? Yeah. yeah, you'd like it. Yeah. It's coming back for a second season pretty soon, so I should probably get caught up on it. There's just so much to watch. Listeners, there's just so much to watch. We're trying to get to as much as we can. I know there's so much out there. Like, you didn't talk about this. What about this show? There's only so many hours in the week for us to watch this stuff, but we're doing our best. We're going to keep moving forward. Also, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Send us stuff that you're like, I'm thinking of watching this. I don't know. We'll watch it for you. The, yeah. Here's the thing. The first person that sends me a tweet, that sends us a tweet, that says, I'm thinking about the show. And don't send us some show you know that sucks, so you want us to like suffer. Send us the show <laughs> that you're legitimately interested in, but you're not 100% sure if you should commit to it. I'm giving you my word right now. Within the next two weeks, I will watch it. There you go, folks. The, okay. ga- the gauntlet has been thrown yes, down. Yes, and it's the first one that gets that tweet in. You're like, I'm on the fence on this. I don't know. Yeah. Send I us- will watch it. We're, we're, uh, we're not hard to get in touch with either. In fact, uh, you can email us, bingeorpurgepodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at bingeorpurge. Facebook.com uh, slash bingeorpurge. And Instagram at Binge or Purge Podcast. Yes. So just get a hold of us. Or give them, what's your cell phone number? Is it 310 something? It's a 310, but. Okay. I'm... Anyway, all right. Well, whatever. Get a hold of us somehow. Yes. As always, we want to thank Jess the Facts for all her support. You can follow Jess the Facts on Twitter and Instagram at the Jessica Greer. All right. I'm done because I'm melting. We're both melting. I'm so hot. This, is, this has been a rough one. I'm not going to lie. Yep. July on the Valley, man. It is. It is. And here, only two more months of insane heat, right? Yeah. Usually it cools off around October. Here we go. We're talking about the weather. That's just, <laughs> it's uh, a dry sorry, heat. folks. All right, let's get We don't need to here, talk man. about the weather. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. See you next time. Just when